1: hello and welcome to episode 27 of real life ghost stories we're
2: only three away from 30 we're nearly like proper adults.
1: are we back to the counting again
2: i don't know, i'm just saying we're like nearly don't go, back,
1: don't, a don't go back to the counting again we all know you can count stop showing off are you ready to thank our patreon subscribers yes thank you to michael morgan
2: thank you to Traily v's
1: thank you to madrigals
2: <laughs> thank you to lord darren
1: Thank you to Kate Milton Malden.
2: Thank you to Karen.
1: And finally to Lois Zembles. Thank you so much for your Patreon pledges. All those people pledge to our Patreon, which means that they get access to, I think we're up to 10 extra episodes. I think it might be 10. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Something like that. Something like that. So if you want to subscribe to our Patreon page, just go to patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories. And our film review this week yes. is the right And The Right was released in 2011. It has 6 out of 10 on IMDb and 21% on Rotten Tomatoes. Shocking. I know, right? We'll talk about... Well, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Do you want a synopsis?
2: Yeah, give us a synopsis.
1: The Right is a supernatural thriller that uncovers the devil's reach to even one of the holiest places on Earth. Inspired by true events, the film follows seminary student Michael Kovac, played by Colin O'Donoghue, who was sent to study exorcism at the Vatican in spite of his own doubts about the controversial practice and even his own faith. Wearing his deep scepticism like armour, Michael challenges his superiors to look to psychiatry rather than demons in treating the possessed. Only when he's sent to apprentice with the unorthodox Father Lucas, played by Anthony Hopkins, a legendary priest who has performed thousands of exorcisms, does Michael's armor begin to fall. What were your thoughts on this film?
2: Yeah, I thought this was a good film. Like I really enjoyed it. I, that's why I thought. Uh, that's why I said 21% was shocking. I think it's worth worth much more than that. I thought Anthony Hopkins was brilliant. Oh, he in his role. He. Yeah. Um, I feel like awesome, the only man. thing that maybe let it down was they could have done with a better slash more well-known actor for the lead role.
1: Oh, yeah, I thought he was really bad, mm. the guy who played Michael Kovac. Yeah. He wasn't great at all. No. And the girl who played... Um, the reporter? The reporter, yeah. She, I thought she was really good. Yeah. And Anthony Hopkins was really good. But I thought um, Colin O'Donoghue was not good as an actor. But I thought it was a great film. And I don't think... I, I agree, I don't think it deserves 21% on Rotten Tomatoes either.
2: No, I thought it was, like, really interesting for a film... I know, well, I, I liked that it was just it gave you sort of like I know this is what you said to me last night, so I'm just ripping you off on there. Cool. Um, <laughs> but it gives you more; <laughs> it's a much more realistic look at what an exorcism might be. I think, yeah, it wasn't because all... I think
1: people think that um, an exorcism is like The Exorcist, where you go into a house and it's all you know the power of Christ compels you and and pea soup vomiting and head spinning and all that and anthony hopkins says that at one point in the film but in reality an exorcism can take a really long time it can take months and years it's not just a one weekend cures all type thing i thought the psychiatry element was really interesting as well that it wasn't just a blind acceptance that these things are always yeah
2: i think it was i think it was good that the the priest he wasn't the priest yet but the guy the bad actor guy um his role was as a skeptic essentially, wasn't it? All, nearly all the way through it. And then he's obviously convinced by the end, but he starts, he's quite, he asks some very sort of true questions and gives some very Emma answers to, yeah. uh, <laughs> to the sort of things that they're displaying. Um, but I thought it sort of, re- it raised some good sort of religious points as well without being like preachy. Like some of the things that Anthony Hopkins' character, Father Lucas said, was actually, were actually quite interesting as well, I thought.
1: Yeah, and at certain points in the film, they all question their faith, which was really nice. Yeah. So Anthony Hopkins talks about how he regularly doesn't know whether he believes in God. And I think that's quite interesting that it's not, um, it's not sort of this bulletproof priest going in to save the day. Actually, it shows the flaws of humanity really well. And the exorcism stuff that they do. So like the footage of the girl who's possessed in it and whatever. It's not ridiculous. It's not really far-fetched. Like you could see it happening and you could see yourself being there and going, oh my God, this girl is really ill. So you can see how... The world of psychiatry and exorcism kind of clashes, which is I thought was really cool yeah
2: um I, and I, I guess obviously the fact was that the cardinal priest, the big guy that was running the school on exorcism, sent the main characters to go and check out Father Lucas because he was a bit unorthodox um and he is um the only thing I would say about it though is a bit I was a bit disappointed that it ended up being the demon that it was because i think I feel like they kind of signposted it from the beginning. Oh, uh, you, you, you
1: noticed. I wasn't watching, though. I was yeah, texting. see.
2: <laughs> Classic. So they, they show three demons at the beginning. Um, and one is, I'll just leave it as saying one of them is very different in the way that it's shown to the others. Um, yeah,
1: and you knew from the beginning what yeah. the demon or who the demon was. Yeah. I thought that what this film was lacking was pace. I thought it was quite slow at
2: points. Yeah, it was actually and really that slow. It
1: wasn't. it wasn't as scary as it could have been even though i know it was like airing on the side of being see, realistic
2: that's the thing i don't even think it was that scary it had a couple of jump scares but they were like loud noises yeah and they that's the weren't... kind of thing that i jump at in everyday life true <laughs> um but i think it was more it was it was i think it was chasing the realism angle of it as real as you can get with that kind of thing i guess and and it worked quite well and there were some genuinely creepy moments in it there's a bit uh, there's a moment where he's he's having a dream where he's uh, encountering the devil and you see these really fat Man hands, oh, yeah, with, with the like, nails. nails and jewelry. And he kind of gets him to kiss his hand, and then he ends up choking him out, and that's what wakes him up. But the hands reminded me of the um, the toad character in Danger Mouse, which is a really obscure reference.
1: <laughs> oh, I never saw a Danger Mask, I think I'm too young,
2: <laughs> but it's just that, just that kind of slimy, like, oh.
1: So what would you give it out of five?
2: Uh, I think I'd go. I'd give it four because I was really interested in it. Like I really enjoyed it. I, I agree with the pacing. It could have been a little bit, there could have been a bit mm. more going on. I love things that are well shot. I felt this was well shot. There's some lovely sort of scenic shots in it. Uh, and the, there's a scene where um, he has a dream about the mule or a waking dream about the mule demon, which has the potential to look really corny and really crappy, I'd imagine, like a demon mule. Yeah. But actually I thought they did it really well. I thought the eye effect on the demon was really... On the mule was really good. And it was actually quite creepy. And it was... It took place in, like, a snowy Rome. And it was just... I thought it was really well shot. Like, everything yeah, was really Yeah, you said well it at shot. the
1: time. You were like, oh, that's a really good effect. Yeah. I am going to shock everybody and also give it a four.
2: Oh, my word. That's oh, twice. That's two weeks God, on the shot, right?
1: I'm giving it a four. No, I gave um, Pet Cemetery a three.
2: Oh, you dropped it down? Yeah. okay.
1: No, Will dropped it down. I give it a three. we Will oh, give yeah. it a 3.5. Ah, okay. But... I am giving it a four because I thought, so, you know, in my past life, I studied Catholic theology, so I found it really interesting and I found the reality of what exorcism actually is really interesting and the, that, that really thin veil between mental health and what people see as supernatural and they explored it they didn't just reference it and then go oh, no it couldn't possibly be mental health they properly explored it and things like how internalised guilt can make you behave in certain ways so I really really enjoyed it four stars from both of us
2: yeah I wouldn't go into it thinking you're going to see something that's going to scare you necessarily Mm-mm. it's not a scary well it's got scary bits to it but it's not a scary horror film but if you've got like a sort of a passing interest in exorcist, exorcists and exorcism it's worth watching I think because it gives a slightly different
0: For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Borough purchase at borough.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at borough.com slash ACAST.
1: So last week, we had our lovely Will in the studio. We did. I say in the studio, it's literally our dining room. We had our lovely Will in and Will blew our minds with his talk about infrasound and I was like oh man, now everything that I'm researching can be explained away by Infrasound. And originally I was going to do this episode on something else and then I was researching the...
2: Is Infrasound the explanation for you giving the film four out of five?
1: I mean, it might be, I don't know. But originally when I was, uh, yeah, do my research and I was looking up, say, this, this particular castle that was haunted and everything that was reported to happen in the castle, I was like... Well, that can all be explained by Infrasound, so fuck you, Will, because <laughs> we don't have a podcast anymore.
2: I did actually, I, I did warn you guys at the end of the last episode. I think you'll see I signed off and said thank you for joining us for the last ever episode <laughs> of Real Life Ghost Stories. I did warn you.
1: So what I did was I found some good real life ghost stories that can't be explained away by Infrasound. How does that make you feel?
2: It sounds like a challenge to me, but thankfully Will's not here, And as I believe in everything. I think you'll be okay.
1: Well, well, listen, a lot of these stories gave me the heebie-jeebies. So, these stories come from the very depths of Reddit.
2: Oh, I thought you said the very depths of Reading. Oh, it's like, I've been to to Reading. No, not Reading the place, of Reddit. Okay.
1: Now, I've got a lot of feelings about Reddit. I have to say I do. But their sub-threads that are about, like, after dark, no sleep, and whatever, and real ghost stories are actually really good. So, what I've gotten for you is 10 of the best... ...real-life ghost stories that I could find. Are you ready? Yes. Story number one from Quiet Voice 4846 Late at night, I usually go to the bathroom multiple times... ...but for the past four days, every time I go to leave... ...I can see myself still standing in the mirror from the corner of my eye. It is like the other me is watching me leave the bathroom. It terrifies me to the point where I almost run out without looking directly at the mirror... I never told my husband about it because I didn't want to acknowledge it out loud. Earlier today, I took a nap in our bed while he sat in the chair next to it watching TV. When I woke up, he told me that he had seen me sit up and crawl backwards to the edge of the bed and stand up in front of our bedroom door from the corner of his eye. He thought this was weird that I got up like that because I'm in the last month of my pregnancy and I can't really move very well without it hurting. So he tried talking to me. When I didn't answer, he looked back at the door to find me not there, and realized that I was actually still sleeping in my bed. I got really creeped out, and I finally told him about what I'd have been seeing in the bathroom. He thought it was creepy as well, but didn't really want to talk about it anymore because he thinks it will give whatever it is power or energy. I have no idea what it wants or why we have both seen it. Gah! What do you think?
2: Clearly, infrasound. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, my coffee nearly came out of my nose.
2: <laughs> uh, no, I, well, I don't know. Was she one of the twins? It doesn't say. Maybe she had a twin sister. Who was in know. her mirror. That didn't, she didn't know about the dial at birth. You never know.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you meant that was and like living her in her mirror. I was seeing,
2: like, oh. And it's the soul of her twin sister waiting to occupy the body of her unborn child.
1: God, that's very dark.
2: Could be. It's a shout, though, isn't it? That is a shout. Yeah, I would hate that. And this is, what, this is going back to that mirror thing, isn't it? You can't trust them. You can't trust mirrors.
1: So yesterday I bought three gorgeous vintage hand mirrors from a charity shop. And they Dan, are really nice. And Dan is really cross at me about it and he doesn't want me to put them up in the house. But I am going to put them up in the house.
2: Yeah, and I don't mind to be put them up in the house, but that's what I'm saying. You can't trust mirrors.
1: I don't know. I don't see why you think you can't trust mirrors. This comes from one of our Patreon episodes where Dan went on a rant about how <laughs> mirrors aren't to be trusted. <laughs> but I still don't really understand why mirrors aren't to be trusted.
2: Because they're... Let, let's not do this again no this is what I'm going to say it's our world but in reverse that's all I'm going to say
1: I don't know what that means what does that mean
2: think about it
1: I, I have thought about it long and hard Dan I've thought about it really long and hard and I still don't understand what you mean
2: I don't want to go into it because I will go off on a tangent but right, that's yeah. all I'm going to say
1: Okay, it's people, our world. People
2: will know. You'll get responses on Instagram or whatever, and I'll be like, yeah, feeling it. Can,
1: can you please message me on Facebook, Instagram, wherever, if you know what Dan means, about it. it's our world, but in reverse, because I have no idea. Are you ready for story number two?
2: Um, is it as horrific as that one? Because I, I, that was really uneasy, and I've created that really dark story to put myself at ease.
1: Well, I don't know how a dark story, that story <laughs> that dark is going to put at ease. Because my mind means,
2: was creating but... something rather than...
1: Yeah, it's a pretty... Uh, that, that story...
2: It's the unnatural movement again as well, isn't it? What
1: would you do if you went into the bathroom and my lovely vintage mirrors were hung up on the wall and then you went to turn away but your reflection didn't move?
2: Depends on what look I had on my face. (laughs) But depends
1: on What What if you were really angry?
2: I'd just check it to make sure I haven't peed on the floor. (laughs) No, um What if you were really sad? No, I think if it was like an evil grin, then I'd be freaked out. Oh, but if it's just if, it was, if, it was, just my, if it was my resting bitch face, I would just feel like oh, it's clearly just forgotten to move with me. <laughs> we'll catch up at some point. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, story number two. <coughs> can you not die on on the podcast? So I'm
2: drinking this water. I don't even know how long it's been here.
1: It's been there for quite a while. Mm. Well, story number two from Bright Eyes Ten. When I was 15, I traveled to Europe with my family. We stayed in Ettal, Germany, in a small inn for a few nights. My parents had a double on the second floor, my sisters had the double bedroom next to theirs and I was lucky enough to have a single room all to myself at the far end of the hall. When we went to check into our rooms, as soon as I entered the hallway our rooms were in, I remember almost feeling as though I would walked into a wall of bad energy. I just felt so unnerved and uneasy in that hallway but I passed it off as an overactive imagination. I slept the first night without any issues other than waking up a few times. The next morning at breakfast one of my sisters mentioned feeling really uncomfortable in the hallway almost as if the air was crushing it unnerved me even more that i wasn't the only one who felt weirded out plus she was an adult at the time so it further cemented in my head that the wing of the hotel was odd later that night i'm sleeping peacefully when at about 2am i'm woken by something ripping the covers off me and being jerked about two feet towards the end of the bed by my ankle At first, I thought someone had broken into my room, because when I turned towards what had grabbed me, a huge, looming black shape was visible in the darkness, like a man was in my room. I frantically flipped the light on, only to have there be nothing there. The window was locked from the inside, there was no one in the closet or in the bathroom, and my room was also still locked from the inside. I stayed up the rest of the night scared shitless, playing Cooking Mama on my DS. Next morning we're at breakfast and my sister mentions that she was up half the night because she thought she saw a person silhouetted against the wall of the room. But when she turned on the light, there was no one there. It was just a bizarre and creepy experience. We checked out that day, so I didn't get to experience anything after that. But it still freaks me out to this day. So what do you
2: think? Uh, it's them watches, isn't it? Then what? Those watches. Those creepy watches.
1: I thought you said watches and I was like, wrist watches. Yes. There was, I said nothing Evil, about watches. Demonic
2: wrist watches.
1: Tell me. What
2: are watchers? Like the the shadowy people that just watch you. I think they're really creepy. They don't really do anything. They just stand there, don't they?
1: You said you say this like this happens on a regular basis. What are you talking about? There's what is a watcher?
2: St- <laughs> There's loads of stories, isn't there, of shadow people that just stand there.
1: But he was like yanked out of the bed. <laughs> That's awful.
2: Yeah. I wonder if he was though. What do you mean? he just been watching Paranormal Activity and added it to make the story sound a bit better.
1: Yeah, maybe because that bit of paranormal activity like freaked me out. <laughs> I couldn't sleep with my legs. Do you out know I hate
2: I hate having my feet out of the bed, and it's a p- real problem for me because that like because of the nice pillows that we've got. I have to sleep the full length of the bed, so my feet naturally come out, and, and I hate it. Apart from last night when I had like, like, ten feet and my legs out in the end of the bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that at the end. We'll explain <laughs> what happened at the end of this episode. I don't mind oh. sleeping with my leg out now. It doesn't no, no, bother I don't me. Don't
2: like it. I don't like it.
1: No, I used to. After it's... I first watched Paranormal Activity, I was like, never again. But now it doesn't bother me.
2: No, I don't like it. Don't like it at all. I want some good European ghost stories. I think. What do you mean? Well, I feel like most of our ghost stories—well, not most of our ghost stories, but most of ghost stories in general—because where we live. Yeah. They're either American or they're UK, aren't they? Yeah. And I want some good European ones because there's got to be some...
1: If you are a European listener, as in on the continent, not Irish or British, can yes. you send us in your stories, please? That would be really great. Dan would love it. Story number three. You ready?
2: You happy with my explanation of that?
1: Yeah, i find that one. Um, Anything I think that happens in sleep or just before or after sleep, I think, is explainable away.
2: Cooking Mama is a good game on it, DS, by the way.
1: Yeah, I love games. That's a time management game, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, I love it. But anything, yeah, anything that happens kind of either side of sleep makes me go, hmm, really? Did that actually happen or was it sleep paralysis yeah. or were
2: you dreaming or... You
1: know, so I'm not really down with the sleep ones.
2: But watches the things I say?
1: So. Story number three. Okay. The Rocking Horse.
2: No, no mm, mm, I don't know if I don't really want to hear this one. <laughs> well, you don't have a choice. Oh,
1: One night, when I was maybe 10 or 12, I had trouble falling asleep. My bedroom was the entire top floor of our house, with my bed and such being on the left hand side and storage closets and a play area being on the right. I was lying in bed when I heard a noise from the other side of the room and see a rocking horse begin to rock. It was sitting just outside one of the storage closet doors. It proceeded to rock its way halfway across the room and then stopped dead under the ceiling light. At this point, I was freaking out and just buried my head under my blankets and never peeked out again until morning. It was all confirmed to not be a dream as the rocking horse was still in the middle of my room when I woke up. Furthermore, I got a stern reprimand from my parents for being up out of bed playing with my toys well past my bedtime. Their bedroom was directly below the storage closet play area and I'd heard the creaking of the rocking horse shuffling across the room.
2: But I just want to say that ghost. I'm pretty sure that's not the point of rocking horses. They're supposed to rock on the spot, right? So that ghost don't know how to do it properly. So maybe the ghost needs a few lessons in how to use a rocking horse. I mean, it's horrific, but it is bothering me that that's how he chose how that it chose to use the rocking horse.
1: I don't know. I think if you're gonna gonna go for maximum spook. Just rocking a rocking horse can be explained away, can't it? Like you could be like, "Oh, maybe it's draughty or whatever." But the rocking horse rocking and moving, shuffling across the floor—fuck
2: max, off! Maximum effect would get that rocking horse neighing. <laughs> that would be creepier. <laughs> Just saying, putting that out there. I would never go back in that room again if that was me.
1: I think waking up in the morning and seeing it still in the middle of the floor would kill me.
2: Uh, my parents would come up and find me in the room with matches going. What are you doing? Burning, burning the house <laughs> burning down. The <laughs> <laughs> I don't like things with toys. Like haunted toys, really freak me out. Like I, I love horses, like real horses. Yeah, but like it's just I don't know what it is about toys. I just find them creepy, and I love them at the same time. But I feel like toys are really creepy. Like small soldiers and evil toys in Toy Story. You know the ones in Andy's basement. <laughs>
1: Oh, are you talking about the evil toys that the boy next door has created? Yeah. Oh, but that's not fair, because he like he made them.
2: Yeah, but it's that's the way That's cruel. <laughs> oh, no. I don't like them. I just don't like toys. And that Dolby toys, they was gross. Ready for another one? I don't know. Oh, yeah, they're not getting particularly any better.
1: Well, what do you want me to do?
2: I want stories that I can say infrasound and we can just move on.
1: And we can move <laughs> on with our lives, finish the <laughs> podcast here and never have to do it again. This one comes from Fuzzy Bandits what a great username eh when I was a teenager I used to babysit my cousin Alyssa she was little maybe almost two maybe a little older old enough to say small sentences I'm giving her a bath before bed and she looks out into the hallway gets a terrified look on her face and starts crying at this moment my aunt's Pomeranian starts going nuts as well barking and growling into the hallway the atmosphere in the room becomes uncomfortable and I started getting scared I took her downstairs from the third floor in the townhouse to try and calm her down. I asked her what was wrong and she said something along the lines of The man with the black eyes was there. When I continued to pry, she looked up at the second floor stairs. Her eyes got big and she looked at me, terrified, brought her finger up to her mouth and said, "shh," while shaking her head no. So whatever the fuck this thing was, it was following them from the third floor down the stairs of the
2: Reapy house children do my nothing <laughs> oh it's always children yeah i don't like it it's not good also pomeranians are funny dogs and i don't like things when dogs go but start barking for no reason unless you've got a really yappy dog that barks for no reason all the time in which case that's explainable i guess but when normally plastic dogs start barking, it always freaks me out a bit. Who's the man with the black eyes as well? What does he want? Does he want the child?
1: Cast your mind back to our first podcast.
2: Oh, your woman with black eyes. My
1: woman with black eyes. Anything? Does she want you? Anything with black eyes just makes me like, oh, because it reminds me of that of seeing that woman with her black eyes. I get like cold sweats, mm. genuinely. Ooh, oh, oh, I can it, still see her now. Like, oh, stop!
2: You know when you see black and white pictures where someone's like. Taken by her to the eyes, is it like that?
1: No, no, it was. It's not like gau- It wasn't like gouged out eyes. It was like just hollows, just hollows where her eyes should be. Creepy. So I don't know what that means. Like if somebody's like a paranormal person, if somebody's a paranormal person or a dead person or a ghost, and you are listening to this podcast, then write me in and tell me why do some ghosts have black eyes? Maybe it's because eyes are the window to the soul, and they have no soul,
2: or a black soul.
1: Shut the fuck up. Or darkness am, we are so deep on this podcast.
2: Maybe it's the darkness of their soul. Uh, but what does that man want? Does he want the child? Is that why the child's so scared? Does he want the house back? Why is he following them? Is he just watching them? Maybe he's just wearing contact lenses.
1: This next one. That's my really,
2: favorite part of all our podcasts. When I say something, and you just disagree with it. So I just ignored. move on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this next one I found really interesting, and I'll explain why at the end. But it's called the Guardian. I'd been on the phone with my then boyfriend and he said something that made me think he was a chauvinistic, not very nice person and I remember telling him that if he knew anything about me he knew exactly where I was going to go and I hung up the phone and got in my car I drove to the park the sun was kind of down below the tree line but it wasn't yet dark and I pulled into the parking lot I thought it was weird that there were two cars pulled side by side and talking to each other I'm going to pause there for a second
2: You think you drug deal?
1: No, but I'm thinking that if that person is on the phone to her boyfriend, he says something chauvinistic and not very nice. And she goes, well, if you know me at all, you know where I'm going to run away to. Like, how old are you? I really hope this happened when this person was like a small, a small, a small teenager. (laughs) A small person. A small, a a little person, (laughs) not a teenager. If I said to you, if I was going to run away somewhere, where would I run away to?
2: Where if BIMS is?
1: What if we didn't have BIMS? What if BIMS didn't exist? where do you think I'd run away to home oh yeah I'd get on a plane wouldn't Mm. I oh that would be a lot more difficult for you
2: I'd just wait until you came back
1: (laughs) (laughs) when I got out the guy in the truck was just staring at me in a horrible way you know when someone just looks at you like they're looking through you as if you don't exist well this is weird it's late and no one's ever here and then I thought whatever they're leaving I don't care I have my own problems I only took my keys with me because I didn't want a big purse banging around I headed across the field, which you have to cross through to get to the woods because there's no trail. I was taking my time and calming down. Then I started to realise that it got really quiet. I didn't hear the birds and the squirrels anymore. I just heard something big moving through the woods. I was thinking in my head, well, maybe it's a dog. And then I heard the voices. The first voice is a male's voice. And he said, I know I saw her go in this way. She couldn't have gotten that far. Then the second voice comes, and it's quieter, and it says, Shh, she'll hear you. Okay, so there are two men in the woods, and they're looking for something, obviously, and I keep thinking it must be a dog. They must have lost their dog. And then I thought they wouldn't try to sneak up on me, and I stood there, frozen, because that's the kind of person I am. Stupid. And I could hear them getting closer to me, and I don't know how long I stood there waiting for them to get to me, but I was completely frozen. And then I heard another voice. It was distorted, like if you heard someone talking through a closed door, or talking underwater. You could understand what they were saying, but the voice just wasn't right. It wasn't in my head, because it had a volume and a pitch that changed, and my thoughts definitely don't do that. I could almost feel where it was coming from. It was behind me, and a little above, like it was taller than me. It just said, go to the river now. I don't know if I was more scared of the fact that there's some disembodied voices or a person talking to me or there are two men in the woods. I listened to the voice because I didn't really have any other options. I took off towards the river. I was making a ton of noise because I was just going as fast as I could and the voice came back and said no quietly. I got to the river and jumped down the embankment. I squished myself against it squeezing down into the smallest, tightest ball I could. The voice kept telling me to stay so I just sat there hoping whoever it was in the woods was going to leave and that I wasn't having some sort of breakdown and I kept hearing them moving through the woods and I could tell they had split up as I sat there the voice kept telling me to stay and quiet over and over again like it was trying to comfort me I could hear what sounded like someone was right above me and if I leaned out they would see me but I had to look I just tilted my head up a tiny bit and I could see the tips of these construction boots hanging over the edge. And I could see hanging next to them this dirty old rope just swinging next to them. I don't even think I thought anything. I was so scared. I just tried not to breathe. It felt like hours, but I know it couldn't have been that long. Even the voice was completely silent. There was nothing but me hearing this man breathing. He started to walk away at some point, and the voice kept telling me to wait, so I waited. And finally, the voice said, Go now to the field, go now. It was screaming at me so loud, so I ran to the woods and just got out to the field, far, far from the cars and the street. It was getting darker, and I could see the parking lot, but it was so far away. I'm running, and I can hear footsteps running. At first, they're further away, but they're so much faster than I am, barreling after me, and then there was nothing. I fully expected to see at least one of the men, but but it was silent. The only thing I could think was that the footsteps must have belonged to the voice. And I hear it again, screaming at the top of its lungs that I need to run right now. And the footsteps come back, and they're in pace with me, running right next to me through the field. I had a thousand crazy thoughts because none of this made any sense. Finally, I got to my car. And I could see both cars were parked in different places with nobody in them. I refused to look behind me. If there hadn't been a voice... I probably would have become a missing persons case. Because that voice was what got me out of there.
2: Oh, that's a good story.
1: Okay, so what do you think of that story?
2: People are scumbags, aren't they? All people
1: are scumbags, first of all. Yeah. Yes, that's true.
2: I think she's a little bit stupid. for going into the woods on our own in the first place.
1: I agree with that one.
2: I'm a bit... I think guardian spirits are a thing. Whether they're angels or relatives or elementals.
1: You know, there's um, a psychological phenomenon... Somebody posted it on the Facebook page. I'm really sorry. No, No. it's not Infrasound. I'm really sorry. I don't remember your name, but they were talking. I think it's called Third Man Theory. And it's this theory where, or it's this phenomenon rather, where people who are in really dangerous situations or who are really like near death experiences, they often report having a disembodied voice. Or a physical person that pulls them out of that situation or tells them what to do or instructs them. And there's a belief that it is your brain literally can't cope with the danger of what's going on and can't cope with the fact that you're just about to die. So your brain creates another person that tells you what to do so that you're not telling
2: yourself. I love that that is more logical of an explanation than a guardian angel your brain creates a physical person to move you out of the how way does oh your brain, yeah, no. so how science. does your brain
1: not create a person it's not a real person <laughs> they're not cre- they're not fucking god oh. creating things out of dirt and rain. that is ridiculous that's whats
2: ridiculous, that ridiculous? the original thing
1: <laughs> why is that ridiculous
2: <laughs>
1: why is that no, you haven't answered my question why is that ridiculous <laughs> it's
2: not ridiculous it's fine
1: I love the way you said it's fine, like you're going to allow it. No, I'll allow that. I'll allow that to stand for today. So, what do, do you really believe in, guardian angels? Yeah,
2: I do. I've, I've like my dad's had a couple of I've like, to my dad all the time at the moment in his podcast. But he's had a couple of like instances where he's had people help him out who have just like been in places they shouldn't have been in and then disappeared, which probably could be explained away, I guess. But they've been, they've helped him out at, at, in situations that have been like not necessarily life threatening, but would have had like serious implications if yeah. they not been solved. And I just I just tend to think like you don't know if you believe in like a spirit world or a further existence, then you don't really know how it works do you so if you can have bad if you can have g- bad spirits and evil spirits then you can probably have good spirits as well
1: I'd love to think that there was somebody looking out for me and like I like I say not somebody just in general just just one person please yeah, sorry about that I'm nervous no I'd like happened. to think <laughs> that, that I did have a guardian angel that I had somebody otherworldly that was looking out for me not a fucking alien if an alien is, is nominated to be my guardian angel don't need that in my life I'll just fucking die on my own thanks for. Well, much I've got a
2: Native American score
1: oh, what's your guardian angel's name your spirit guide I
2: feel like it's fawn
1: I feel like you're making that up. Was it? Hmm. Oh, maybe it is. Well, my my guiding angel apparently is the Archangel Michael. Yeah. Not a so. bad one to have on your yeah. side, is it? Fuck all you bitches. Or, I'm
2: going to throw out another theory. Could it just be that we all have an allotted time to go, and if you're in a situation where you're not supposed... It's not your time to go. Something intervenes to prevent it from happening.
1: Well, then, that but that raises the question of we are living in a predestined life that all of our life is laid out for us already, and what we do doesn't really matter.
2: Hmm. No, not all of our life, not what we do, but when we go.
1: But you, so you're born with a date to die. With an essentially.
2: Expri- expiry date, used by date. It was another theory. It's not what I believe. I'm just putting another fit thi- I'm just putting another spin on it. I've already told you, like my my. I think that we have. I think guardian spirits are a thing. I think we formally. should do a
1: whole episode on this. I think guardian angels or guardian spirits, whatever you want to call yeah. it, needs to be an episode. Yeah, cool. Because that's a really interesting...
2: But I'm just popping out another theory. So it's not necessarily what I Because really you're, like, you're shotgunning
1: out theories today. Yeah. And then well, just I had blasting that, mine. The thing is,
2: I had that thought when when you first said it, actually, that maybe it just wasn't her time to go. And I was like, hmm, that's an interesting theory. I'll keep that one. Yeah, just about, about
1: whether or not when it when is it your time yeah. and why is it your time? Okay,
2: so just one one more thing. Well, go one on. thing then. Maybe it's not when we die, but maybe there's all we all have one purpose in in our life, and until we've achieved that purpose, then it's not a time to go.
1: We've got two new reviews this week. Would you like to hear them? Go for it. Our first review comes from Andy underscore J twenty nine, and it is entitled "Loving this podcast." So thankful I stumbled upon this podcast. It's my new favourite. Love hearing about the folklore as well as the real life ghost stories. With Emma and Dan, I feel like I'm just hanging out with pals listening to scary stories. The cat content is also a huge bonus. Would recommend it to anyone who loves a good ghost story or a good laugh. I'm going to thank you so much, Andy underscore J29, but I'm going to intercept here for a second. Speaking of cat content, if you are listening to this episode and you think, what the fuck is wrong with them this week? Because it's all been a bit all over the place today. And I think we're both rambling a little bit. Because i no, you
2: talking about? I'm perfectly sane. I've had good input on this.
1: Because our baby is not very well, unfortunately. No. So we have been up all, literally, literally up all night <laughs> with our baby.
2: Because she's so not very well that she decided for the first time ever that she wanted to sleep in our bed last night.
1: Specifically sleep on Dan's face. Yeah.
2: So the uh, few moments of sleep I did get last night were interrupted by a paw to the face to wake me up.
1: Yeah. So we are very tired. And oh, for new listeners, our baby is is not a real baby. Oh, our no, baby sorry. is a yeah, cat. Yeah. yeah. Her name is Dame Judy Dench, also known as Tiny Bims. So if you are a praying person and you, you know, to whatever God you believe in, just send good vibes, send good vibes to our Tiny Bim so that she is okay and hopefully just being a drama queen like her mum and her dad. So... Yeah, if this episode sounds a little bit off, that's why it's because literally neither of us have slept. And our second review comes from Miss Funky 335. 335. Fantastic hosts, no bull is the title. Love it already and only a quarter way through the first episode. Wow. Good lord.
2: Thanks for reviewing that early into it. <laughs>
1: Cuz I mean, like I said last week, that second episode is shot. So, <laughs> brace yourself. Both hosts are naturally na- See what I mean? Both hosts are natural, funny and engaging. My views are exactly the same as the lovely female host. And in brackets, sorry, I'll learn your name next episode I listen to. It's Emma. Hi. So I'm subscribing and looking forward to the other episodes. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you. Nice review.
1: I like that you listened to halfway through and were like, oh, I like these guys. I'm going to leave them a review. Thank you. That's really nice of you. And I'm also waiting for the day when I get to read out a bad review.
2: On an episode, now you jinxed it. Now we'll get one next week.
1: that's no, fine. If we get one, we get It'll one. Be
2: like those hosts; they just sound like they've had no sleep.
1: Yeah, sound like they've been up all night. Really poorly, cat.
2: Keep going on about how you can't trust mirrors, <laughs> idiots.
1: <laughs> so, if you enjoyed this week's episode, um it was a little bit rambly I, I apologize. You can leave us a review on iTunes. You can also go over to our Facebook page, like our Facebook page, leave us a review there and join our super secret, super, super brilliant, wonderful secrets Facebook group, Real Life Ghost Stories Super Group. The password is Emma and Dan and people post lovely, great, wonderful stuff over there, like really funny memes, interesting films, anything to do with the paranormal gets posted on there. And if you want to tweet us, you can tweet us
2: at real ghost Pond.
1: and you can also follow us on Instagram at real life ghost stories on Instagram and we will obviously contact you or reply to you if you've got any questions or messages you can send in your stories at real life ghost stories podcast.gmail.com
2: we have got quite a few at the moment have we yeah they've they've, they've built up okay. quite a lot okay yeah. we've, we've got a lot we've to get Quite
1: a lot i'm sorry and then finally if you want more content we have about 10 extra episodes over on our patreon page including episodes about the eliza lamb case about the rake which is going to be our episode tomorrow.
2: Oh.
1: I know. We also have episodes on Tiny Tales, which is more episodes like this one where we talk about short paranormal stories.
2: Pointy-ish, really, and we it?
1: talk about the giant demon dog, the beast of Norfolk. I can't remember what it was called. Black Shuck. Black Shuck. So loads of different stuff. If you want to subscribe to our Patreon page, <clears> it's <throat> patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories. And
2: there's something else on there as so. well.
1: There is the wonderful, the stunning fifty P movie club.
2: If you liked Will last week, there's more of Will on there being very Willy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean being very Will (laughs) Damn it. Doesn't work with that name, does it? It doesn't.
1: Oh oh, John. Right. On that note, we shall see you next week. Lots of love. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. you <laughs>